Indeed, it is Pat and Stu. And the uh, not-so-lovely and untalented uh, Je- Jeffy. Hi. Right there. Right there! But you didn't mean not-so-untalented, did you? No, I meant not, not talented. I meant, I meant unlovely, which would be the opposite of the lovely, and the untalented Jeffy, because he doesn't have any talent. That doesn't make any okay. sense. Be careful, because like the, the way you ran that together made it sound like you were saying he was not untalented, which would make him talented. Yeah, that, so no. be I, very careful, Pat. Oh, you yeah, can't just, that's a good safety you know, tip, Stu, and I appreciate it. We saw this with the president. You don't, you mm-hmm. don't just throw things out uh, in these meetings with foreign leaders because, you know, they're very important. They can be mm-hmm. misunderstood. Mm-hmm. People might not get what you're saying there, and I think if people just passively were listening to the, what you just said, you they may have taken that in a way that could describe Jeffy as talented. Perish the thought. Okay, I just want to make sure. Perish the thought. And if you're out there listening, you know, yeah, we understand <coughs> that that may have been a traumatic few mm-hmm. seconds. Um, may have, but it's okay. Pat does not think Jeffy is talented Absolutely. in any oh way. Oh my gosh, no! Thank in you for clarifying. Way. Thank you. I just, Thank you for the I, I, it's important to protect you and your reputation because I mean, yeah, this is you, you know so. your name's on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah, you know, very important. Could have discredited the entire company, frankly. <laughs> Jeffy's just staring me down over there. <laughs> no, continue, <laughs> Stu. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so uh, Trump and Melania. I, I you know what? Uh, we got to talk about this I on know. radio when people can call in. I want to hear. Or I get, you know you could call now triple eight seven two seven back. I I would love to hear from people who are sort of on the Trump bandwagon. How else can you interpret this? You know, I, how else? Yesterday Other we than... talked, or the day before. I, I don't know. Uh, Trump and Melania, his wife, were walking down the tarmac, and uh, Trump was ahead of her a little bit. Donald was, and he reached behind him himself with his left hand as if to say, hey, let, let's hold hands on, on this walk with his lovely wife. And she took her right hand, and there it is, and slapped his hand away. Get off me. I want nothing to do with you. Okay? I, I don't know any other way to interpret that. Either they had just had some sort of tiff, they were in a fight, and she just wasn't in the mood at that point. Or this is the reality of their relationship. Yeah, and if you look at the extended <clears throat> footage, um, you, what you see is he, he kind of walks away and leaves her behind, and then he realizes it, kind of reaches back, and she's just like, ugh, thanks a lot. You know, you just left me standing back here in the middle of some foreign mm. country. Uh, it would have been nice <clears throat> if, I don't know, you held my hand at the beginning. Um, uh, that's about the extent of it. This does not mean civilization is going to crumble. Does not mean that the relationship is crumbling. It does seem like they have a very well-developed, nonverbal form of communication. And at times, uh, it is uh, get off of me. Um, I, that's how I took it. Now, Jeffy, on the other hand, because uh, you know he's Jeffy, uh, is disagreeing with this analysis with uh, no evidence at all. Uh, look. Could they have a relationship of the get-off-me relationship? Absolutely. I mean, look at him and look at her. It's yep. probably mm. probably true. Surely. But this particular 
incident. And you could look at it as a one-off. Maybe that was just the one time. Totally. They were just mad. She was mad at the time. Everything's fine now. No, I don't, think don't she, blow I don't it think out of proportion. Slapped. I don't think she slapped. She does. Me. She's he clearly. Back. I mean, it's it's timing. On it's all timing and angle. Film. It's no. It, it, it's on camera. Look at another we angle, have Pat. We've visual. seen angles like this during replays for years. <laughs> It's not. Uh, I mean, a slap is. It's a flick, right? It's. It's a. She pushes his off. hand away. Get off. Get off. I'm not saying she took. You a don't reach for someone's hand like to this. Him. Like, look at the way she reaches. There's no. I yeah. mean, in no See, way was she away. reaching out to hold his hand. Like you could make the argument that they're making an. Uh, uh, you know, it's. It's. It would be more real. If you said, you know what, they were celebrating something and they didn't want anyone to see, and he gave, she gave him a high five or a low five. It looks more like that because you just don't reach for a hand mm-hmm. you're holding like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. And at worst, you could say, "Okay, well, she was mad at the time. Let's move on." They were. They, yeah. Yeah. That's all it's it a, is. It's a single yes. episode. It's a. It's it, you know. It yeah, just, they're, they're it's a coincidence that we happen to see this one time. It'll never happen again. It was an isolated incident. However, mm. they fly to Rome. <laughs> And here's what happens. I have not seen this one yet. Getting off the plane. Okay, they begin to descend the stairs. He reaches again, and she moves her hand. No. <laughs> watch this. No, my God. Watch it again. Are you kidding? Here, At watch it again. Do we have it in slow motion? Because it, it, here we go. Yep, slow motion, instant replay. Reaching for the hand, she, she moves and it. That one, and that one, there is absolutely contact made. Yeah, there's, yeah. Absolutely contact made. She takes her made. hand away and like, oh, at this very moment, as you tried to hold my hand, I accidentally pushed my hair out and, of my eyes. And Pat, I have to say, I had to clear hair out of the right side of my face, so obviously I used my left hand, came across the body <laughs> to this yes! side. Yes! Yes! It makes right, no sense to try to deny steroids. this. Watch this. You're way too much into this, man. You need to get off the show, Jeffy. Because <laughs> you just, you are just not truthful. And the truth lives here. Now, I, uh, it's interesting because I don't think, see if we have this clip too. I don't think, I don't know if we do or not. But it's the one where they're sitting at the, uh, or they're standing there and they're doing the um, national anthem. And she's got her hand over her heart. And he doesn't. And she reaches down and just gives him a little flick, and then he remembers, oh, crap, and he puts his hand over her. It, it seems like they have a little verbal uh, form of communication here, which is kind of uh, interesting. It's well-developed, I would say. Now, Essie Cup argues in the New York Post, in a story, uh, she says, uh, forget the fake news problem for a minute. We have a not news problem. Uh, she, says, uh, she says the Washington Post... Uh, analyzed that she lists all the ones People magazine, Washington Post, bringing a cynical eye to their uh, analysis, suggested that upon close inspection of the footage, perhaps she just missed grabbing the outstretched hand. Uh, like an artist, uh, 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 like, uh, it's kind of cut off here, flubbing a catch. CNN acknowledged that despite the moment's awkwardness, the Trumps have held uh, hands multiple times during their foreign travels this week, including minutes later on the tarmac. Marie Claire m- magazine designed, uh, decided that speculation around Donald Trump and Melania's marriage is about to get a whole lot more intense. Vanity Fair was quick to comply, offering that the trip, as far as the trip was concerned, the most viral evidence suggests things aren't going so great. The most viral evidence? What does that even mean? To be clear, this isn't just a rebuke or of the so-called liberal media. Conservative outlets like the Washington Examiner, The Blaze, and IJ Review have also gave the incident outsized attention. And as we have 
100%. I mean, meaning, meaning this show. <laughs> yes, uh, this is partly be, uh, the frenzied pursuit of clicks, which is uh, no, no newsella is immune. A viral video might attract eyeballs and therefore advertisers, but there's so much at stake to leave it there, partly because we're hungry for it. Maybe the president and his wife just had an argument. Maybe she yes, thought the pro- we've allowed for that possibility. Absolutely. Maybe she thought protocol required no handholding, which we've also we have also for. considered that. Maybe it was hot and his hand was sweaty. Who knows? Okay. But more importantly, who cares? I and do. I think I, I do because it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, because I think all of her points are completely valid there and 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 right. Obviously, it's not a big news story. However, it's interesting to me, and it's can't a we point just have... of interest if the president and first lady don't love each other. Yeah, and it's that, a that's, point of interest, and, and I, I don't know that that's the case. And but that's the extreme you, case, right? Yeah, like part of me likes this story because, in a way, it sort of humanizes them. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, they have arguments just like everybody else. It's like, you know, how many times, you know, Pat? I don't know if you, this has ever happened to you per se. In particular, so I'm, I'm generalizing, but using you as an example. Mm-hmm. Perhaps there's been a moment where you've had an argument, or now, Stu is alluding to an actual occurrence that I told him about <laughs> earlier today. What? Which is why he's leading me down this road. I don't know what you're speaking of. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, the fact is, I've had uh, disagreements huh. with my wife over the last 35 years. It's happened. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's happened. Right. And I think it's happened and to almost everybody in some form or another. I think so too. And I mean, there. Was a time we were actually on a, a work kind of uh, outing that you couldn't make it to uh, because you were well frightened. Now uh, you blamed your wife yeah. uh, for some event that was taking place. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody is the really clear on, first child. on why you didn't go to Israel. Proof. Uh, he's alive. I uh, just, <laughs> just, just saw him yesterday. <laughs> oh, but have we? No. He's been no. in here many times. So. Recently? No. Yeah, fairly no. recently. Uh, but we, uh, we, we went to Israel, and then on the way back home, we stopped in South Africa, because it's not on the way. So, <laughs> not even close to on the way. <laughs> and we had, we had a, a speech scheduled at a uh, church in South Africa. I don't, I don't remember which one, but Glenn gave a really rousing speech for, what, 45 minutes, an long, hour? Yeah, the church was packed. It was an old church, church in Cape Town. It was gorgeous. Yeah, and it was just a really cool uh, experience. And we were sitting out in the audience watching Glenn. And at the end of the speech, uh, Glenn and security bolted out of that Time place. Time to go. Which they do sometimes. And especially in a foreign country where we don't, we don't want to take any chances with the safety they get behind him and they start pushing him along like, let's get out just, you know, in case anything's going wrong. So his uh, Glenn's entourage has to immediately be ready time to go to go with them. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. And how many times has that happened to us? A Often. thousand? It's uh, happened. Uh, 50,000? 50,000? Uh, that's still <laughs> way too, too conservative an <laughs> estimate. <laughs> Um, Because you were just like, all of a sudden you find yourself, you're at a hotel in a strange Mm -hmm. city, you don't Mm -hmm. know where the location is you're going to, and you're finding yourself trying to hail a cab, and it's like, I need to go to a radio station? Is there one around here? (laughs) Uh, I don't know which radio station. I don't. don't, Mm -hmm. It might be a clear channel one, it might not. And it's like one of these situations like, uh, guys, 8 a.m., Departure no later than eight a.m. You get down there eight a.m. You find out they left at seven <laughs> fifteen or six in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it could could have changed, and 
And then uh, they, you get an email at 8.30 that says, by the way, guys, we're leaving at 7.15. <laughs> Wait. Wait. What? Well, how am I? How would I know? So knowing this, knowing that I don't want to get left behind in, in South Cape Africa. Town, South Africa. <laughs> we get up and I start leaving and I notice my wife is talking to uh, the person who was sitting next to her about the speech. The, the guy had asked her something about it and she's responding. And I'm like, sweetie, we, we got to go. The, we're on the move. She's like, yeah, yeah. And then she k- turns around and, and just kind of ignores me and is talking to him. And I'm like, we got to go. Now, in a normal situation, that's not that crazy, right? Right. Hold on, honey. We'll leave in a second. But, but we're there, literally the, yeah. about to be left behind in Cape Town, South Africa. And I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to figure out my own transportation from the African continent to uh, Connecticut. Was there a moment United where you said, States you know what? America. It would be interesting to see what Jackie would do in a situation where she were left behind in Cape Town, South Africa, and I was on a plane heading yeah. back to the States. Did at, that cross your at mind no at no point, point did I want to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm trying to hustle her out of there, and she's not, she's not paying any attention to me because she's like, well, I don't do what you... You're not the boss of me. Right. That's her attitude. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> Which is true, <laughs> yes, uh, it is. but uh, it is. Not, at that moment, it's not but a great But we attitude. really needed to go, and <laughs> yeah. she doesn't understand because uh, she's not in these situations very often right. and doesn't know what happens. And I'm trying to explain it to her, and she won't listen to me! <laughs> <laughs> so I was pissed, and I don't remember what I said to her, but I'm sure it was kind of snappy and snotty, perhaps. And that huh. really, I mean, she got unusually pissed off and did not speak to me again uh, during the entire flight from Cape Town, South Africa, to Which is not uh, a JFK Airport in New York City. It's not a puddle jumper? With um, a stop in no, London yeah, we, yeah, in we, between. We flew from Cape Town to London. To right? London. To London, and then... To New York. So it was about a 17-hour flight. I, well, I, mine, I, I, I flew from London uh, to Miami. You guys went yeah. back up to Connecticut, so mine was yeah. even a little bit longer. It was never-ending. And at no time did she speak to me. During that flight. So I understand yeah. that couples, even those who love each other a great deal, can have a little falling out for, <laughs> for the moment. <laughs> for a or flight for or 17 two. Right. moments. Yeah. Or for 17 hours. And this is the longest hours. they've been together for quite some time. Back to Melania and Donald. Yeah, back to right? Melania I mean, and they, Donald. They, she's been living in New York. Maybe they're on each other's DC. nerves. Yeah. Quite possible. Yeah, I mean, they've been on the road together now for, for this trip for longer than they've been together for quite a while. So it's like... You know, maybe they are getting a little, uh, little uptight with each other. Yeah. yeah but I, I've, to me, you know, but. Essie Cup's right in that it's not the biggest deal in the world. Yeah, people definitely it's blew it out of proportion. Interesting. But it is interesting. And I think, in a way, like, I think it's, in some way, it's sort of charming. Right, like it's like you like the idea of these of these people who are presidents, you know, president of the United States, and they're still they still have the same relationship yes. with their. Yes, and wife we did the same thing has. with with mm-hmm. Barack, right? I yeah, mean, there, there were times Michelle. they had moments yeah. that were kind of like. Do you that. remember the funeral of uh, who was it? Uh, Desmond Tutu or oh, it was no, Nelson it was Mandela? Nelson, ah, Nelson yes. Mandela. Nelson Mandela and, and Barack was with his. Barack was seemingly flirting with the chick from uh, Holland. Yeah. Or Netherlands, whatever they call it today, and and then they had the the picture of the close up with uh, uh, the first lady, and she did oh. not look pleased. No, she she was not happy she at was, all. She was she pissed was at pissed. us. She was. He was uh, openly carrying on 
you know, some sort of flirtation with the somewhat attractive uh, prime minister of, of the Netherlands. Taking selfies together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> making out. And we talked about that for about 90 straight days. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> and and when, uh, that's the thing. And I'll say, I, I don't know that SE Cup did that, obviously. But I, I know a lot of people on the right did. Uh, and they made a big deal out of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. You notice... This is the sort of thing we've talked about for uh, a while, and it is, I think, somewhat <clears throat> unique to this era that we happen to be in, which is really no one gives a crap what you said two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, the people who are out here saying "Come on," and not Essie Cup because I, you know, I don't, I doubt she cared about the uh, the Obama thing either, um, but. So many on the right that were made such a big deal about Obama's moment uh, at the funeral are now saying it's not a big deal for Trump to do it. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't want to live my life where I'm constantly making excuses for things I said in the past. Right. You know, I mean, I just, it's just, I'd rather just be consistent or try to be consistent. And when yeah, you fall down, apologize. Do try to be consistent. And it's really not an... I don't know that it's just a a, a self-conscious effort to stay consistent. We just are because we believe certain things. And we don't make exceptions because one person was a Democrat, the other was a Republican, because we don't care about that kind of partisan politics. I don't care about parties. We care about a certain principle. And so... We try to be, con- you know, consistent to our views. For example, um, the budget that Trump released today, um, by all indications, seems to be that they are counting the benefits of a big tax cut. So they're getting more trillions of dollars more revenue because they've 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 got a tax cut. However, because the tax cut hasn't passed, they haven't counted the loss of revenue. So they're mm. getting the benefits from the tax cut, but not taking the loss in revenue from the taxes of the tax cut. Mm. So it's like mm-hmm. all the new money flows in, but no, you don't lose any of the other money. Now, that is plainly disingenuous. And they're doing that, by the way, to balance the budget within 10 years. Mm. But you can't, you can't get the benefits of the tax cut if in your budget you didn't actually pass the tax cut. Uh, and so... Or should we just be silent about that? Should we make excuses about it? Should we say, you know what, I don't, I, maybe what they, we're not understanding it. Should we say, well, I mean, it could happen. We get $2 trillion of no, more revenue for no reason. We could do all those things and you will hear them from the right. I guarantee it uh, over the next week. However, I just don't want to live that way. I just don't, I don't care enough about any of these people in Washington to live that way. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I don't want to do it. So, you know, the fact is that they didn't. And I like, and by the way, of all the people in the administration, Mick Mulvaney is probably my favorite or at least one of my top two or three. I like him a lot, um, but it does not seem like they did a good job with this. Uh, If this is true and it's been reported, it was initially reported by all sorts of left wing sources. And I was like, I really hope this is not true. And now right wing sources, some are starting to confirm it. um, And that makes me very nervous. I hope that's not true. But if it is true, they need to correct it. They, They don't get a pass from us on that. Just like they, you know, just like in any other issue. I mean, you have to treat them fairly. Mm-hmm. Or, you, or you're just a meaningless, you have a meaningless existence. If you're just sitting here being critical of whatever benefits you at that time, your voice means nothing. Nothing. Uh, and, you know, you wind up living a life like Jeffy. You know? Wow. 
a giant, uh, you know, zilch just kind of rolling around the earth. And you know what? That's that really brings it home. Stu, that really hits you where you live. Right? It really does. It does. You don't, do you want to be Jeffy? Is that what you want? No. It does? It, it, it hits you where you live. Do you want to be this guy? I mean, look at it. Look at What that. a poignant question that is. <laughs> There's many people. Many that, people. Many? That might be the most. Broadcast. That might be the that most say poignant yes. question you have yes. ever asked in really. your life. It really, take, it really takes a way to, to really focus it and, and I think make you take personal action on yeah, if you are violating one of those principles. It does. No question. <laughs> or on the other side, just the other explanation, we were close to commercial and I needed a way to wrap it up. Uh, so I just said the Jeffy thing. Could have been that. It could have been that. Could've I mean, been I, that. It, it wasn't you know in this it case, but, but it could have been something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so the fact is that your current phone carrier is uh, using your money, your money, to undermine your beliefs, mm. if you have any. Spending tens of millions of dollars to remove conservative leaders from office. We're talking about uh, organizations like Planned Parenthood. I know 350.org is one of these that gets a lot of money, which is a really annoying global warming uh, organization. Uh, Anti-gun yeah. organizations are a big yeah. one, too. They get big-time donations from cell phone companies. Who knew? I, I, I can't tell you how much I hate the climate change people. I hate them. They're really annoying. I, it's, it's just it's the most ludicrous thing of my life. I think it's the biggest hoax. Not that... Not that the Earth hasn't warmed 0.9 degrees, mm. just that that is not a catastrophic change. And we've had bigger changes than that uh, before mankind was even playing into the equation. And I, it's just such nonsense. There's no, there is absolutely no indication that anything is out of the ordinary because we have, from time to time, changed uh, climate-wise. And so it's good to know that there's a company like Patriot Mobile that will not only offer great service like nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data and really great prices, but then they donate 5% of your monthly bill, and they're the only ones to donate 5% of your monthly bill to an organization you uh, believe in and agree with. Yep, Patriot Mobile will buy out your current contract with $500 per line or $1,500 per account. You can keep your phone number when you make the switch, and you get all the great nationwide coverage while supporting conservative values. Uh, plus, let me give you some of the other details quick. Uh, iPhone 5S, mm-hmm. Galaxy S5, that's yeah. free when you mm-hmm. sign up for a $45 monthly unlimited uh, talk, text, and data plan. Or you can choose from any other great phone. Really, They have pretty much everything. I know we, we have iPhone mm. 7s uh, from Patriot Mobile, so... Uh, I mean, you can get the newest technology. You can go back a little ways. They really have everything. Uh, and they also give 10% off to military veterans, first responders, and their families. We really like these guys, and, and I know you will, too. So call them now. Patriot Mobile will waive your $35 activation fee. Yes, take it off with the promo code PATENTSTU. So use the promo code PATENTSTU. When you go to PatriotMobile.com slash PATENTSTU, PatriotMobile.com slash PATENTSTU, or 800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Uh, I'm fascinated, Pat, by this story um, about the Raiders Stadium uh, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Deadspin mm-hmm. says it is the uh, worst stadium in a deal in America. Really? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad stadium deals, so that's mm-hmm. quite a statement. Las Vegas Raiders, when they kick off in 2020. Uh, by the way, did you see this? They changed the Super Bowl location. <coughs> uh, for They're going to Tampa now instead of L.A. Yeah. They actually changed. I can't remember that ever happening. 
Um, but they... I don't know what... Well, because the uh, stadium was being delayed. Yeah, it was being delayed because of they weather. they couldn't risk it. And they couldn't risk it, so they moved it. Yeah. They moved 2020 to Tampa, and I think 2021 goes to L.A., likely. Mm. Anyway, um, when they start playing in 2020 in Vegas, they will be playing in the most expensive stadium in the world. Total projected cost mm. of the site checks in at $1.9 billion, a number only uh, topped by the Rams and Chargers' new complex in Inglewood that will cost $2.1 billion, though that number reflects the uh, complete redevelopment of a section of Los Angeles, including the construction <laughs> of retail and commercial space. In addition to that, it's also for two teams, which is, uh, is worth pointing out. The team's uh, decision to move to the desert, desert follows a protracted waltz between Raiders owner Mark Davis, the city of Oakland, the NFL, and Vegas power brokers like the Casino Magnate and Republican mega donor Sheldon Adelson. In three years, the United States' 40th, 40th largest media market, it sits behind Hartford and West Palm Beach. Jeez. We'll be building a $1.9 billion stadium in the middle of the desert for a team that will take the field 8 to 10 times per year. Nevada taxpayers will be shelling out nearly half of the project. The Vegas Stadium is the new champion when it comes to extracting public largesse for private benefit, a distinguished title uh, title lineage that includes the Vikings' new stadium, which was supposed to be paid for with electronic gambling that raised precisely $0 in its first year, or $35 million less than expected. The Braves Stadium, which is new as well, upon which Cobb County spent money earmarked for public parks, and Marlins Park, the skyrocketing costs of which will be costing Miami-Dade County through 2048, according to Deadspin. At $750 million, the largest direct public subsidy for a stadium ever granted, and Clark County will soon be floating a bond to raise all that money and raising hotel room taxes on the Strip by 0.88%, in order to pay back their debt holders over the next 30 years. Um, of course, they go on to talk about how uh, 30 years, I mean, you're going to have recessions, you're going to have downturns in the economy over that time. So, of course, they won't get the revenue that they're expecting, and it won't actually uh, uh, work. Um, even more money uh, will be sunk into this project. Uh, total public costs will eventually balloon by at least another $200 million, thanks to infrastructure improvements in the areas surrounding the uh, the site, including reconfiguring intersections and building additional highway ramps to relieve traffic near the stadium. The cost will be paid by another set of bonds backed by gasoline taxes, a dwindling revenue pool that is pledged to transportation projects like roadway maintenance. Uh, Nevada boat voters approved a considerable fuel tax hike that will phase in over the next decade to pay for more much-needed maintenance projects uh, back in November 2016. It, uh, it's incredible to see this because We've talked about this a million times. I love sports. I'm a huge fan of sports. Um, that's basically all I really want to do with my off time is just watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, $0 is the appropriate number that comes from, from taxpayers. Zero. Uh, big fat zero. Um, and the fact that they're building this, you know, there's no reason a stadium needs to cost $1.9 billion when it's built in a desert. Build it, uh, you know, another mile away, and it's probably going to cost one2 Build it another mile from there, it's probably going to cost $600 million. Mm-hmm. Like, they're putting it right on the Strip, which is nice, sure, uh, and it would be a fun thing. And when I go to Vegas, uh, when the Raiders are playing, man, I'm going to make sure I make it to one of those games. I, you know, it'll be awesome. But it really is absurd when it comes to the amount of money they're spending on this. And why does Las Vegas have the most expensive stadium in the world? It makes no sense. It, it really doesn't. It, it, the other thing that doesn't make sense is that taxpayers, n- normal, hardworking, everyday Americans, are being asked to pay at least half of the burden of building this billionaire a brand new stadium. Now, why do billionaires 
need the rank-and-file people of that community to essentially hand over half of the, half of the cost uh, when it's not their building and they aren't reaping the profits of it. Yeah, I mean, you're making all the money on this team. Pay for your own freaking stadium. Yeah. And then I don't think anybody cares if the stadium costs $12 billion. Go ahead and build it. It's your money. Do what you want. Build it out of gold. Make it platinum. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Yeah, it's yours though. Uh, it's yours, but mm-hmm. you're you're footing the bill. It's your team. It's uh, it's it's your business. It's your building. I shouldn't have to pay for it. That's it's just bizarre. Um, it's just bizarre. Strangely, Clark County, in part of this deal, has forfeited the right to collect any rent, solicit property taxes. Or collect additional revenue streams from the stadium they're shelling out three quarters of a billion dollars to build. Jeez. Well, I didn't know that. On earth would you agree to these things? I I, I don't know. I mean, it's amazing. It just shows how great, you know, the NFL is and how they can basically get whatever they want. Uh, But it is it's a terrible decision for communities and people approve these things all the time. All the time. You know, anything you say that uh, anytime you can borrow money to pay for something now that you should have to wait to pay for, man, do the American people love voting for it. And it's happened, uh, you know, sometimes it gets turned down. It's, it's occasional when it comes to stadiums, but it's really the only type place anybody holds the line. When you're talking about, oh, well, we need a new, we need a new uh, complex uh, for, for, you know, a recreational complex, or we need, uh, you know, a new school bond. We need to make, you know, expand the schools by 50%. All these things that happen, they're constantly paid for with dollars that d- they don't have. And it's amazing to see that people just continue to approve these things all across the country, even in Texas, constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we see it all the time here. It's kind of interesting. This paragraph in the story says, there's no secret as to why the Raiders are trying to keep every cent the stadium will ever eventually make. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis is broke. Well, okay, as broke as an NFL owner can be, he's only worth $500 million. Wow, he's not a billionaire. No, he's not a billionaire. Half a billionaire is all he is. Hmm. But unlike Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft, Davis's team represents almost the entirety of his wealth. Uh, He once complained to the New York Times that all the other owners think I have no money. Davis uh, wouldn't share revenue from personal seat licenses, the PSLs or naming rights or parking because he quite honestly couldn't afford to, lest he be forced out of the league. So he had his team right up at least that pointed every revenue stream back to the Raiders and kicked Sheldon Adelson, the billionaire casino mogul, with every Nevada politician in his pocket, the guy that was instrumental in securing the $750 million public subsidy for the stadium, kicked them all to the curb. Amazing. I mean, look, yeah. you know, it's a good deal if you can get it, I guess. I guess. I don't like that it comes through the government. I mean, obviously, the idea that you can negotiate is, is great, and people want these things. I I'd be pissed it, if I lived in Vegas. Oh, my, I would be so that. pissed. And also, I'm, as a person who visits Vegas, I'm pissed. Now, will mm-hmm. I utilize their facilities? Sure, I will. Because, uh, you know, but I mean, I should be the one charged for it then, mm-hmm. right? The people who go to the stadium should be the people paying for this, not people who are going to go see Penn and Teller down the strip. That's a, that makes an no argument sense. I lived through in Tampa mm-hmm. uh, when they tore down the big sombrero and built uh, Raymond James yeah. for, the, for the Buccaneers. Uh, that argument was loud across Tampa Bay. And uh, 
I'm sorry, guess what happened? Oh, I know. The taxpayers paid for it. They built the stadium, and we've had three or four Super Bowls, and everybody's happy. They don't want to lose their team. Nope. I mean, we always see the economic uh, reports afterwards show that and they won a Super Bowl. They itself. won one Super Bowl, so everybody's happy. Just keep paying for that stadium. Oh, believe me, I would, you know, as a fan, um, right. I, I, you give up anything to win a Super Bowl. As you may or may not know, the Eagles have never won one. Uh, so I wasn't going to bring that up because yeah. I know how much it hurts. But you're mm. right; they haven't never won a Super Bowl. And, mm. I mean, they even after they I built mean, well, the 19, stadium, 1960 NFL championship. That's not a Super Bowl, though. No, that's because uh, that's back when the game was pure. You know, now, <laughs> these newfangled AFC teams. Still not a Super Bowl. Still. It's a championship. It was the it was a Super Bowl of its day. I think we can all agree. No, uh, actually, no. <laughs> it wasn't. wasn't. I know. <laughs> it was the it was the top achievement of the year, nineteen sixty. No, for Philadelphia. Really for Philadelphia, but no. that wasn't still was not a Super Bowl. It was not a Super Bowl. But the Super Bowl yeah. did not exist in nineteen sixty. Correct. Correct. So they, they won the won. top achievement of the never, of the football world in nineteen sixty. They never won. It's only been fifty seven years. You know, there's only four teams. Is it or is it five that have never won a Super Bowl? Never. Oh, yeah, and just, most of them are expansion teams, by the way. We should point yeah, out. Well, Vikings are one. Uh, obviously, the Eagles. Uh, Buffalo like, Bills Jackson, have never won. Jacksonville. I would, Jacksonville, right. obviously. Um, so that's four, right? Is there a fifth? Uh, Detroit, maybe. Atlanta Falcons, maybe. Detroit, maybe. Falcons the Lions. have never Falcons, won for sure. I know that. Okay, they uh, have never won. That's five. No, no, it's yeah, thirteen. The Lions. Thirteen franchises have never. Yeah, won. Yeah, the Lions 13? have never won either. Yeah. Yes. No way. Oh yeah, the Lions. Arizona Cardinals, Atlanta Falcons, Arizona. Buffalo Bills, Carolina Panthers, Cincinnati Carolina. Bengals, Cleveland Browns. Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, right, Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles, San Diego Chargers, Tennessee Titans. The San Diego Chargers have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and actually, the other thing is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven have only won one. So, I mean, that's 20 teams. Mm-hmm. Is there zero or one Super Bowl? Wow. Kind of amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously, you get towards the top, you got the Steelers with six. You get oh, the Patriots. This is a little, a little old, it looks like. Um, because these Patriots now have six as well. And then you oh, also, right, yeah, but what so. you're thinking of too is that the, the Lions, the Browns, the Jaguars, and the Texans never been to a Super Bowl. Oh, yes, that's The Eagles have been gone. to two yeah. Super Bowls. What happened when they got there? They lost. Oh, yeah. In both cases. So they, right. they didn't win. That's they did why, not win. No, that's, 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 that's what you can is. safely say <laughs> they've never won a Super Bowl. And, and since at least 1960. That was not a Super Bowl. They it was never, the top achievement of the Never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> More Patton Stewart coming up in a sec. Uh, there you go. Well, I mean, I think. Never I mean, won a it's Super Bowl. Sixty, but I mean, it's been and a you while. You can think whatever you want. But I mean, they should have won Philadelphia the Philadelphia Patriots in the 2000s. Never. Uh, they should have. Never. They should have. I mean, they, they only lost by three. I mean, they, it was a 24-21 game. Uh-huh. That's, that's really still a loss not per se. a Super Bowl. So Bono had a reaction to the uh, Manchester attack that was not politically correct, apparently, and people are very upset about it. Uh, Here he is on with Jimmy Kimmel. As you know, there was another senseless terrorist attack in uh, in Manchester Mm -hmm. yesterday, and I would imagine that's something you guys have been thinking about. uh, uh, Certainly, they hate music. 
They hate women. They even hate little girls. They hate everything that we love. And, you know, the worst of humanity was on view in Manchester last night. But so was the best as people took perfect strangers into their houses and queued up for blood banks. And Manchester has a undefeatable spirit, I can assure you. Mm. That's great. I mean, it's, it's that sort of boiling that down to, you know, because that's looked at, it, I think, by the <coughs> left and the media. is like, no, that is not true. They don't hate us. We just don't understand. Look what we've done to them. That's the way you're supposed to react, like the guy from Queen did. Uh-huh. Um, instead, I think you two gets it right there. Um, they do. Is it true that they hate music? <laughs> it's, you know, again, that's George Bushian, right? They hate, they hate, they hate liberty. Uh, they, they hate freedom. They hate freedom and they hate liberty. And they hate music. They hate, they hate, where do we get that? They hate music whenever they ever... Well, they ban music, though, in, in, if it's they not religious dancing. music. They're, yeah. they're like they're, the Baptists. They won't dance. They're like Footloose. Or make romance. Never mind that heat. Uh, coming off the street. They like to... Uh, they hate to party. Uh, they hate to get down. Uh, in fact, they don't even like to dance <laughs> and make romance. It's not every day you can work in <laughs> a little Don Henley. Uh, yeah. All she wants to do is dance. I do remember the you song. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. It's not, not um, often. But so I mean, what was they, the song that they, was they, against them that we loved so much? The Greek sheep? Song. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. They really hate that. Music. They do hate that song. But they do hate. I mean, was that done by anything? the Kurds? Is that who yeah. did yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, you, uh, the male goat song. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you uh, milk a goat even if it's male. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that was Man, a, they hate that. That would not be a bad oh. thing if if we could uh, bring that one back. Yeah, that's a good one. Because <laughs> if they hate music, um, uh, it's interesting because I, obviously they do anything that's not religious i mean they ban all over the place they do ban this culture i think that's the point mm-hmm. here right mm-hmm. and part of that culture it's just like che right che did che hate music probably not i mean i don't know everyone seems to like music at some level but it's like they targeted musicians they would not allow them to express themselves and they're going after a concert here in this uh, in this realm here so i mean it kind of makes some sense um i also uh because this is uh, it's the culture i guess they're going after in some parts of the culture or maybe not so not so wonderful. Um, th- did you see this story? Did you see this in the paper, Pat? Did you see this? Did you read about that? Did you see this, well, did you see this in the paper? <laughs> Kevin, did you see this? Did you read about that? Glad to see the uh, Jay Leno can occasionally come back. Um, what is it's what, important? I think survey of kids six uh, six to seventeen. I think it is mm-hmm. uh, year old kids uh, asked, "Hey, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be?" This is uh, this is the this is uh, where it goes. Uh, number ten, lawyer. And there's the whole list. Number one, YouTuber. <laughs> Why? There's the entire Why? list. Uh, as well, I, you know, there was a like a split <laughs> second of anticipation there, and then it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> there, and now the entire list. Uh, YouTuber, 34 points. As we're counting them now, let's start at number one that and work our way back me. to 40. That does not surprise me. My, I mean... My, my nine-year-old daughter has, so anyway, I come home and she was like, so anyway, I was watching my YouTuber today, my one YouTuber, and she names them, and we talk about that daily post. That's amazing. I, mean, I, I You know, YouTubers, 
is not different, I guess, than when we, when we grew up. Maybe we wanted to be on TV. They want, I mean, TV is yeah. still on here. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in fifth or sixth place. Uh, but YouTube is now the thing. Uh, YouTuber, 34%. Blogger, vlogger, 18%. Yeah. Which, are, again, let's say vlogger is the same thing as a YouTuber. That's, a, that's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, musician at 16%. Actor, 15%. Filmmaker, 13 <laughs> Doctor or nurse, uh, 13%. And then TV presenter at 12%. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a, a strange world. It's changed quite a bit. But I mean, when you can do something so basic, and it be really cool, that's what YouTube provides. Like you do the most normal thing, and you look like a total badass. Let me give mm-hmm. you an example. This is South Korea's Kim Moo Sung. Uh, he's arriving to the airport, and look at him look like a badass as he walks into the airport. <laughs> that is that's that's the way you walk into the airport. Can we watch it one more time? Uh, let's see. He look walks up. in, just kind of slides. Doesn't even look. Just slides. It just just rolls his bag at the guy. <laughs> that's how you enter an airport, right there. I like it. That's Kim Musung. Kim Musung. Love him. Love him. Say that like you didn't know. That you- that was uh, Kim Musung. No, I, well, I did. No, I, of course I did. I recognized him immediately as I recognized Jeffy Musung Fisher, who's coming up next with a report. <laughs> oh, good. We'll yeah, we'll that get to that in a second on Pat and Stu. You ready, Musung? Ready? Yeah, find something. How, what do you mean you'll find something? We do a scheduled segment at this time where you're supposed to bring up the yeah, no, stories. Find important. something at that time to talk about. No, but you're supposed to prepare for the segment, like have the best stories available. Really? Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us, so, so we, we don't, don't have, have to talk, talk anymore. anymore. Right, so this weekend, this weekend yeah. we uh, we found out that uh, there was another incident on an airplane mm-hmm. uh, flying uh, into Hawaii on American Airlines, and it's a couple twofold story. I, I really had it with the the incidents on the air, airplanes, the overbooking, people getting kicked off planes. We're seeing video more and more of people mm-hmm. getting kicked off planes for whatever reason. Yeah. But I've said all along that since 9-11, really, there's not going to be any more hijacking. I mean, the hijackers are It does over, feel like right? that's an over... That's mm-hmm. not, and that's and not this happen. guy tried to enter this flight uh, to Hawaii. He tried to get into the cockpit, and the, the stewardess, uh, or I'm sorry, the flight attendant... Uh, Pushed the drink cart up against the first class between first class and uh, economy and said, you're not going in there. And three or four guys jumped up, detained him, drug him to the back, found duct tape, pillowed him, duct tape him to the chair until they landed in Hawaii. So, I mean, that's what's going to happen in today's yeah, world, right? That's what's going to happen. Over. Now, they've, they've scrambled a couple of jets, some fighter jets, and wow. escorted the plane in because he had tried to get into the cockpit. But this is proof that I'm not quite sure what the TSA does uh, because he tried to, he walked in the long, well, he was before boarding the flight in L.A., at at L.A. International, he opened a door that led onto the airfield ramp, okay? So he opened the wrong door to try to go out onto the airfield. Mm -hmm. It looked like he'd been drinking, but the police said, well, you know, he really didn't meet the criteria for being drunk in public, and so we just gave him a summons to appear, and we let him board the plane. So then he attempted 
more than once to try to get into the cockpit on this flight until they finally shut him down Jeez. and the people duct taped him to the chair in Hawaii. Uh, a guy from Turkey. So the people on the flight were less than thrilled to have this guy trying oh. to get into the cockpit. Wow. Wow. Why I was mean, he trying to get amazing. into the cockpit? Do we know? No, we do not. No, it's interesting, though, that I mean, it's no just one, amazing. if you showed video of that, people would cheer. Right. right? Like this other mm-hmm. guy they but pulled out. But you show out. the doc. Yeah, like it's, I know. Yeah, it, it is, uh, it's interesting. I, I, you're allowed to do it to some people and not to others. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So what does make sense to me, though, is getting the most amount of money for doing the least amount of work. Yeah, well, you know that makes I sense for you. I believe in that here uh, with every fiber of your heart. Yeah, I mean, this is your character. So, check. Tra- I mean, so Charlie Weiss, mm-hmm. uh, former NFL coach, oh, yeah. uh, college coach, uh, Notre Dame, his uh, former employee, just filed their, uh, uh, had to show their tax returns uh, from 2015. They're caught up the 2015 returns. Now, Charlie Weiss was a coach there. Uh, he made $18,967,960 on a buyout for being fired in 2009. Wow. The final installment in 2015 was a little over $2 million. So mm. he actually has been working. Weiss was paid $10.3 million by Notre Dame between 2010 and 2014. During that time, he also worked as an assistant for the Kansas City Chiefs and the University of Florida, became the head coach at Kansas in 2011, which paid him $2.5 million per season. When he was fired by Kansas in 2014, the school owed a gross amount of $5.6 million under his contract, in addition to what he was getting from Notre Dame and play-by-play sports. After a variety of deductions, that Kansas ended up paying him uh, five point four million. That's on top of the Notre Dame's eighteen million. Jeez! So wow. how great would that if, be to have a? Come on now! Wow! Come on now! We should go over the Sam Bradford. That's, that's a good one too. It's another great one. Uh, to we got to get a new manager. Yeah, yeah what's going happen. on with that? We got to get a new manager. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, you. It's uh, Pat, Stu, uh, that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I wanted to um, bring this up, Pat. What do you want to bring up, Stu? InfoWars. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of InfoWars, as you probably know. Uh, Oh, of course. Really, truth tellers. And, you know, one thing I will say is they are very consistent. Okay. Sure. Now, except sh- when they're not, that's the only time. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm, t- I'm not talking about those times. Okay. Um, You're talking, talking about, about the times, times when they very are consistent. Like, for All example, right. okay. Let's just say George Bush or yeah. Barack Obama were to travel to the Middle East mm-hmm. 
and gather around some of the most powerful and rich people on earth, sheiks and, and powerful power brokers like that. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, all simultaneously put their hand on a giant glowing orb. <laughs> Surely they would have been completely okay with that and had not criti- criticized it at all. It certainly wouldn't point to a larger conspiracy or a crazy group they were part of. No, that wouldn't be like a, I don't know, trilateral commission stunt. Oh, no. Or Bilderbergers. No. Or, uh, you know, the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations. Or um, the owl people. They are the, um, uh, you know, the Garden Grove or Mm -hmm. the Bohemian Grove Grove Mm -hmm. people. Or the Bohemian Rhapsody people. Or, or any of those. Right, not at all. Scatamouche, uh, Scatamouche, Scatamouche. Will you do the Fandango? Fandango. Thunderbolt and lightning. lightning. Very, very, very frightening. frightening me. Galileo. 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 Figaro. Figaro. Magnifico. I, you know, I'm just a poor boy. Nobody nobody loves me. You're just a poor boy from, from a poor family, right? I, yeah, would spare me my life from my monstrosity. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? He will Bishmil- not. Bishmila, no. Okay. Bishmila. I don't know it that well. Which is kind of weird because Bishmil- before <laughs> Islamic stuff was in mm. vogue, they were doing Islamic stuff. Mm. Bishmila means essentially the same thing as uh, I think Allah Akbar kind of thing. Oh, really? So it's one of those deals. Well, it's one. Of the, it's interesting that now the, the Queen person, uh, the guitarist, right, was the one critical of our right? treatment Brian of Islam. May. Uh, yeah. Well, change. we should be nice. We should we should answer violence with nice. And that's niceness. what Alex Jones was saying. Okay. Okay. Good. Alex Jones was saying, "Hey, don't make fun of Don in his fancy picture. Look at that. Uh, that's that's totally a normal photo. What 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 can you possibly take out Not of that? A I don't thing see wrong with that. I don't okay, see they, anything. They got their hands on a glowing orb. So you got the president of the United States, the king of Saudi Arabia. And some other guy. Who's the other guy? Uh, uh, this 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 cat know. right there. Uh, and then a... Melania in the background. She doesn't have her hands on the orb, but she has them. Um, you know, I don't know where. She's not putting her hands on any <clears throat> orb these yeah. days. No. she doesn't seem to like to touch things. Uh, maybe that's uh, the, the what we're learning. And then um, and they're all looking up at something else, and they got their hands on the orb, and it's glowing. And there's nothing unusual about looking that. Looking up to the <laughs> gods. All. Yeah. Alex Jones would like you to stop making fun of these photos. Would he uh, really? The well, site then. seems to believe that this is no time for conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, what? Uh, the Saudi embassy originally tweeted out this photo. This is a quote from uh, Infowars, which was taken at the Global <laughs> Center for Combating Extremist Ideology in Riyadh. As soon as the picture went public, however, the context was completely lost in a sea of Twitter nonsense. Because that's the stance that Alex Jones takes on everything. Always sees through. Uh, the uh, the nonsense on Twitter certainly never plays into it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> never has he played into a conspiracy theory or some crazy far-reaching nonsense. Other than when all the times. All the times. You know, yeah, there are other the than times. all the times. All the times, the all past. the time. Um, uh, surely... Uh, Did, is it possible that he doesn't see the unbelievable hypocrisy? No, I, I don't think it's possible. Now, Donald Trump, I believe, might not see the hypocrisy. Alex Jones, you have to believe, sees it. Good. Gosh, that's unbelievable. It is. Uh, I mean, every day it's something... Yeah, this is one of the strangest. This yeah. is one of the most unbelievable. It is really incredible. Um, For Alex Jones to be calling nonsense on some conspiracy theory, how? especially when this is so weird, and, and but there's nothing to that, and we shouldn't be trying to do that. Well, so much of his 
career, uh, for what it is, has it was built on the back of taking things that were symbolic and turning them into craziness. I mean, the Bohemian mm-hmm. Grove is a great example of that. I mean, it's a, non- it's a nonsensical festival that a bunch of people get together and, and watch this ridiculous, you know, that's the owl burning one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They burn an owl and everyone goes, yeah. oh, God. And he turned that into, it's Satan, uh, it's a satanic conspiracy to control the globe and all that stuff. I mean, this is way more... There's a much closer tie to the mm-hmm. Saudis and the Americans having their hand on a glowing gl- orb, which is the globe, uh, about controlling the world, than there is the Bohemian Grove. And by the way, at some point, Donald Trump is going to go to one of these conferences, if he hasn't already. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's going to go. He's going to go to the Bilderbergers one of these years. And then what's going to happen? They will say it's fine because they are dedicated to this man as if he is God. That's why. Just like I, so many others. And why? 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 I don't know. Wow. You know why? Because he's maybe because he's shown them love back. I, I don't know. I mean, remember, Alex Jones also treated Cynthia McKinney like she was God. Yeah, true. You know, I mean, like he doesn't care. He, he was never a conservative. That's always been a, the far right website, Infowars. Bull crap is that site far right that Bush toward, took down the Twin Towers and, and and praising Cynthia McKinney. That's that's far right. No. No. No, it is not. No, it is not. Uh, all right. So wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's amazing. It is. It is. How, that is uh, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, one of his, one of he's the, he's basically, essentially, the father of the nine eleven uh, truther thing. Yep. And here you're in the country where all eighteen nine eleven terrorists came from, with the president of the United States and the head of that country. Holding an, a glowing orb between them, and nothing is wrong with that. Really? I mean, you know, you're, you're the one who's making such a big deal out of all the Saudis being told to get the hell out of the country and being flown out of the country when nobody else could fly. Yeah, right. Uh, and you get the Bin Laden family out of the country. You get the other Saudis out of the country. Now you've got this going on, and that doesn't ring a bell to you in some sort of conspiratorial way. So weird. Wow, is so that weird. weird. Wow, is that weird. Um, so let's do... We're kind of just poking... We had so much stuff today, and we've only been able to get to a small portion of it. I do want to see this trailer, though, with uh, Steve Carell and Emma Watson. This is uh, Battle of the Sexes. <clears throat> it's about the Billie Jean King thing and Bobby Riggs, that tennis match, which we joke is, mm-hmm. is laughable, honestly. What was right. Billy, Riggs was, what, 600? Uh, how old he was, was 600 he at that, years, at that he was point? 55. He was 55, and how old was she? she in her 30. Prime. In her prime. 30, and ranked number one in the world. Uh, 30. Yeah. Uh, now, so, when you're 55, you're not at the peak of your tennis performance. I don't know if you're no. aware of that. Jeffy, do you remember even, I mean, I guess 155, do you remember when you were 155? Well, how, how well, are you playing? Being athletically overweight, uh, <laughs> even, th- even then at 55, uh, you know, you're still competitive. Okay. Uh, here is the trailer of uh, Battle of the Sexes. Okay. Anyone else like to share? How about you in the back with the glasses, sir? My name's Bobby, and I am an addict. You know, you folks aren't here because you're gamblers. You are here because you are terrible gamblers. Hey, Bobby. These (laughs) folks don't need to stop doing what they're doing. They just need to get better at it. Who's dealing? Who's in? Hello? Eureka, Billy Jean! Bobby Riggs. I had a great idea. Male chauvinist pig versus hairy leg feminist. You're still a feminist, right? I'm a tennis player who happens to be a woman. Don't hang up. By the way, I shaved my legs. Billie Jean King, already a champion of women's rights, 
as now the most successful female player of all time. I am not saying that women don't belong on the court. Who would pick up the balls otherwise? Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a single thing I don't hate about Bobby Riggs. You know what I'm doing? I'm cooking. I'm cooking. I won the triple in Wimbledon. I could beat Millie Jean King. Does she have the nerve? Call Bobby. Tell him it's on. Interesting, because I I know what I when I yeah first of all Little Miss Sunshine director I'm I'm excited about that but uh, I I, um, I remember growing up really thinking that was a real match and it really wasn't I mean they it was a total joke for Riggs I mean mm. he was just looking for attention it really mm-hmm. wasn't I honestly thought at the time as I was a kid thinking wow that was you know that was that really happened she beat him she was better than him in reality it was i mean i think they played but i mean it was a, obviously a completely different era of a player number 1 and number 2 he did not take it seriously mm-hmm. i mean he really thought it was a ridiculous joke and just just trying to goad her and be it was really about more about fame than anything else it seemed like for him i'd be interested to see what the real story was behind it though yeah yeah it is interesting and i i i remember it playing out in real life even though i was really young at the time uh in fact i was a zygote what? uh i was a zygote <laughs> at the time you and you remember yeah but i remember i uh, i remember watching it from the womb jeffy was so. telling me his his great grandfather told him the stories really yeah oh i used to huh. sit on his lap and he would tell me the huh. the bobby riggs village <laughs> story really, really? yeah yeah, yeah. He thought it was real. Oh, it did? Yeah, he thought it was real. Because it, was it thought of as real at the time? I, I think the tennis match was considered real. Uh, I think they actually played. But I, I don't know about the hype surrounding it. I, I, don't, I, don't, re- I don't remember. I mean, the hype surrounding it, I really wa- I wanted him to beat her. Oh, really? <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I wanted I think I, Well, I think that uh, was yeah. America then, right? Men, men yeah. wanted men, women wanted yeah, women. Yeah, I think so. It was yeah. a battle of the sexes. And you wanted to think, okay, a 55-year-old man... Of course he can beat the number one woman in the world. That 55-year-old man couldn't. First of all, he was never the best right. male tennis player, tennis right, player right. at any point. And if you had, let's say you had John McEnroe, John McEnroe right now take on uh, Serena Williams. Serena Williams. He'd get his ass kicked. He'd get his ass kicked. I think. I, oh, yeah. I think so, too. But McEnroe, I don't know, McEnroe versus Williams would be interesting. I don't know. I think I'd so. love to see it. It's changed a little bit. Like, if you had McEnroe versus Chrissy Everett in her prime, I think McEnroe wins. Oh, yeah. Oh, McEnroe at his prime versus Chrissy Everett? No, McEnroe no, now versus Chrissy versus, yeah, versus versus Chrissy Everett. Yeah, because Serena so hard, uh, it would be interesting to see. I think she'd probably win. However, like, if you took, for example... I, I think he would. I think McEnroe wins. Against Serena Williams? No, no. Oh, against, against Chris, Chris Everett, Everett. Yeah. in her prime. Because she didn't hit... Like you know, Serena no. Williams does. Right. I mean, she, it was Serena Williams plays a different game, like a guy I mean, than she Chris kills Everett. the ball. Yes, um, uh, 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 but like uh, to use a Blaze um, <clears throat> centric example, 
uh, one of the up-and-coming American players, uh, his name is Riley Opelka. And Riley is Mike Opelka, who does a show on the Blaze Radio Network, which you might have listened to today. Um, he does a show uh, there, and Riley is a, you know, really... Now, yeah. he's, not a, he's not a top 10 player yet. You know, he's on his way up. Um, but he's, what, what, 19? Uh, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 19 years old. Big, tall guy. Uh, just kill, you know, real hard server, uh, you know. And he's, he's playing really well, but he hasn't accomplished... You know the the type of things that you know Billie Jean King did through her career on the mm-hmm. women's side. Um, he's just starting out. But you put him against Serena Williams, he would absolutely destroy her. Absolutely yeah. destroy her. And he's not the number one player in the world. Mm-hmm. It would. I mean, it would. I mean, it would not even be close. I mean, I would like. To, I would like to see something like that, where you take a, a younger guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, who would uh, go up and. And play against. He's on the charts, but uh, he's not. Right. Yeah, like not even like the top he's guy. Because right. obviously, I'm sorry. You know, you take Djokovic or uh, yeah, Federer. I mean, it's not even. It's not even you know, what I mean, it's not even going to be a conversation. No. Um, but that's just, and that's nothing. There's nothing bad about that. I mean, it's just the different. I honestly, mm-hmm. uh, my personally, enjoy women's tennis more because guys with the big serves and everything, the points are a lot of times are boring. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, and and you know where women's tennis like at least they they go back and forth a lot more. Um, there's a lot more going on, I think, in women's tennis. Not to mention, it's also three sets is superior to five, as a viewer. Yeah. I don't need five sets. Mm-hmm. I don't need five sets. Not to mention, the uh, female tennis is a lot better to watch. Uh, so. <laughs> well, as I was just talking about, the, the set, you're talking about the sets, the competition, uh, you're talking about the... That's exactly what I'm talking about, Stu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now that uh, Maria Sharapova is back, we all love women's tennis. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. She got her butt kicked, though, didn't she? Uh, first time out. It seemed like she kind of did get kind of screwed to on the uh, on the the whole testing thing. I don't know if that was yes, real or I not. Uh, she seemed to get a little bit of a raw deal yes, there. Yes, she did. But you know, hey, whatever. I mean, if she wants to come on the show and explain it in know, person, in yeah, person, she needs to. Triple eight seven two seven back. You know, we've stressed the importance of emergency food storage before, but we haven't really discussed. Picking the right emergency food. Well, no, the right emergency food is. is anything, Pat. If you're in an emergency, you're going to eat anything. Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll eat, eat a stick with you'll salt eat bugs. on it. Yeah. You you'll know. eat a salt and peppered stick. Absolutely. If you're hungry enough. It's true. You'll eat a cockroach. I know. With no sauce. I'm the one who brought this if up. If you're hungry enough. I know. But, I mean, why do it that way? <laughs> you don't have to. You can get a variety of foods. Not uh, You'll eat a piece of dog feces. Yeah, that's not with nothing on it to to season it. I think if you're hungry enough, you'll be happy about it too, Stu. Mm-hmm. Sure, you would. You'll be happy about it. Yeah. But why not get balanced nutrition instead, and, and actually variety of foods? You know, like huh. I don't know, maybe pancakes. Oh yeah. Chili mac. You're saying that's better than a stick or dog do yes. or bull weevils? Well, considerably. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why my Patriot Supply exists to make this process easy for you, so you don't have to sacrifice. Uh, you know, to to the bone in a some sort of uh, emergency, mm-hmm. you can get really good food. A thousand servings of it right now for nine hundred and ninety-seven dollars. Now that is less than a dollar per serving if for you math students out there. Did However, you just use a calculator to determine? No, that? I just knew it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty impressive. Wow. Um, what I would say though about this is the first thing you think of. Wait a minute. A thousand servings. Where the heck am I even going to put that? Yeah, they do a great job at making it really manageable. So it's you know it's going to fit in a closet. Uh, this is going to be it's really easy to handle. Mm-hmm. And you might think a thousand servings of food is a lot. 
Well, if you can get a, a serving of food for less than a dollar, you're doing good, a good job anyway, no matter what kind of food you have. But food that lasts for 25 years, uh, food that can, uh, you don't have to worry about rotating out. You can eat it when mm. you want to as well. Like if, you wanna, if you're going to cut into it a little bit when you need some food, go for it because it's actually really delicious. Yeah, but, you know, what if I'm looking for things like Chili Mac and, and I don't know, buttermilk pancakes, Southwest savory rice, for instance? Well, what, what if I'm looking for that? I mean, I've mentioned two of those three just a moment ago. Oh. Um, so I would think that you probably well, go get your thousand servings of emergency food today for just $997 huh. by calling 888-756-8675. That's what I would do. It's pretty good. Or, you know, I might go to preparewiththeblaze.com, though, because sometimes the web is just it's so efficient. Mm-hmm. You just go there. I guess you could call, though, 888-756-8675 or preparewiththeblaze.com. Okay. Uh, We were just ruminating, uh, at least I was, during that... uh, a little preview we played of the Billie Jean King, Bobby Riggs movie. What's it going to be called? Um, uh, Battle, Battle of the Sexes. Sexes. Uh, they played some Elton John song. I forget which one it was, but it wasn't the one that would be pretty obvious, and that's Philadelphia Freedom, since it was written about Billie Jean King. You didn't know that, though. I you did didn't, not. Really? thought it was about the Eagles. Uh, no. I think I knew that. Uh, really? Yeah, uh, it's a song about tennis. Elton John. It's pretty dumb. I was a huge fan of Billie Jean for several reasons. Really? Who can you name them? Um, yes, she's a lesbian who was quite out about it, okay. and I think he admired that. That's one. He also, I think, liked tennis. That's two. She was a very good player. That's two. Okay. Uh, and three. And uh, she had short hair. He really liked that. Oh, okay. That so, makes sense. So according to the um, Wikipedia about the song, the, the, uh, she, he, Elton and Bernie so did Elton, a favor. Elton asked Bernie to write a song about her. Yeah. And Bernie obliged, writing it about Billie Jean King. She was a member of the Philadelphia Freedoms professional, professional tennis, team. tennis team. That's correct. But also he loved America. And so he added some American spice to it as well. Ah, see, that's this is the stuff that Pat brings to the table. Uh, I did not know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did not know yeah. that. It's a good story. I it's a good I... song and a good story, and you would think they'd use that uh, during the... Because it'd make a lot of sense, right? You'd think that would be in the, yeah. in the trailer, yes. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Anyway. Um, so Google um, now knows when its users go to the store and buy things. Um, they've been what? using credit card transactions to prove that its online ads are pr- prompting people to make purchases, even when they happen mm. offline in brick-and-mortar stores. This is something that we deal with uh, yes. uh, all the time, um, because we have advertisers. You've, you hear us uh, talking about them all the time. And if uh, we say, hey, go to this uh, site and use the promo code, blah, 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 if you, you don't use that promo code, the advertiser doesn't know you went there through our advertisement, right? right? So, like, and that might not seem like a big deal to you. Who cares? You're getting the same thing. Well, the problem with it is then they don't want to advertise here anymore and the show goes off the air. So we really <laughs> hope you do that when we mm-hmm. say promo codes. And they usually it'll give you something like, you know, <coughs> Patriot Mobile says, uh, was it, $35 activation, activation fee. fee. Like, they'll give you some sort of perk for doing it. Um, but the bottom line, what the real reason they're doing that is because they want to monitor who, where, where these purchases are coming from, mm-hmm. um, which makes a lot of sense. And the same thing's happening with Google now, where they're like, oh, here's an advertisement from 
you know, on Google AdWords, and then you go to uh, the store and wind up buying it because you don't, you don't care, you don't, you don't feel like ordering it through the internet for whatever reason. You might not even click on it, but those purchases are still happening, and they want to get credit for them, which is uh, kind of interesting. They're, and the fact that they're able to use that is, uh, is uh, yeah, is it is it a little invasive, Pat? Uh, yes, I think you think it's so. a lot I mean, invasive, and I don't, I don't dig it. So. I mean, that's like the, uh, seeing it on a billboard too. I mean, the one the billboard company wants credit for it too. Right? right? You and see how do they know? On a billboard. How do you know? How do you know? Um, unless you put on something very specific, uh, Google is uh, yet again treading in territory that consumers may consider too intimate and potentially sensitive. Privacy advocates say few people mm. understand their purchases are being analyzed in this way and could feel uneasy despite assurances from Google that it has taken steps to protect the personal information of its users. Uh-huh. Uh, Google saw seventy-five, seventy-nine billion dollars in revenue last year said it would yeah. not handle the records mm. directly the but is, their partner would right and, and you know we we joke around and question it and it's like uh-huh do they keep it safe and at the same time i'm spending you know more than ever purchases online oh yeah more totally. of my money uh, is spent online i mean I, I want it delivered to my house i don't want to have to go out to your brick and mortar store i want the product delivered to me i was listening to uh, instacart any of you guys use instacart no uh, it's a grocery delivery those, service, yeah. um, uh, which is you can go, basically you go on an app, you go to all the stores around you, and I know it's in, in our area, and you click on all the stuff you want from the stores, and someone goes actual to that yeah. store, like Pick Whole Foods, picks mm-hmm. them all up and brings them to your house for a delivery fee. And I was just like, I I could never leave the house. I don't ever have to leave the house anymore. We have Uber Eats <laughs> and DoorDash here uh, as well. Yeah. Um, and this is also seamless if you have that around you. You can pretty much get anything. I, mean, I saw the sign on uh, the McDonald's in the neighborhood yeah. not long ago. Don't forget to try us on Uber Eats. Yeah, well, Uber Eats right now is, is offering free delivery to, I think it's uh, Jack in the Box and Wendy's. Um, which and I probably McDonald's now too. Hmm. Free free delivery. I think it's Uber Eats or it's DoorDash, one of the two. Um, but anyway, uh, I know that because I open those two apps more than other apps on my phone because I'm ordering food all the time on them. But I mean, like that's you know, like fast food to your house, no extra charge, same price on the menu. I mean, maybe you're tipping, you know, a little bit. Some of the apps have tipping and some don't. But right. I mean, the bottom line is like the world's pretty great. For all the crap that goes on, mm-hmm. right. uh, I mean, it really is great. And it's, it's tough. Like, you're just going to give this stuff up. Like, I was looking at one of the apps the other day, and I clicked on a button I had never clicked on before, and it just showed my entire order history, yeah. all the fatness. Yeah, I, 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 I can account for about 20 pounds delete, of what delete, you see delete, here. Delete, 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 Yeah, oh, God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it's just all there. And you, you are giving up that you sure are. Uh, freedom. Yeah, uh, there's no privacy. Yeah. If that concerns you. Uh, and it does me. That's why I don't even. I don't even get those dumb, uh, like Kroger cards. What are they called? You have a. You have a Kroger card. No, I don't have your dumb Kroger card. Okay. And yesterday. Uh, Save a lot of money with that card, though. Uh, we. I know. Yes. Yesterday, <laughs> I went into because we got we have a visitor uh, in town staying with us for a few days, and so I went to get you know some good dinner, and it was I I just got bought some steak. Now the price was seventy nine, seven dollars and ninety nine cents a pound uh, for Nolan Ryan beef, which is pretty good. Um, and uh, the non card, the non Kroger card price was about I don't know eighty five dollars. Yeah. So you use yeah. a Kroger card? Um, so no, because I don't have a Kroger card because I refuse to fill one out because I don't want them monitoring me. I well, just they don't like just, it. They'll, they'll I don't like normally it. just do it for you. Sometimes they don't, and uh, but yesterday, so 
I mean, the price literally was 20. I bought four or five steaks. $20 yeah. difference between the card wow. price difference. and the actual price. They really the want card. that data, man. They really want your data bad. So I went up to the front for the checkout, and that's all I had was a steak. She's like, okay, that, that'll save you uh, $20. What's your Kro- you have your Kroger card? No. Um, just punch uh, in your phone number. T- okay, I'll put in my phone number. Yeah, it didn't come up under that. All right, try this one. No, it didn't come up under that. So luckily, she reached for her co- thing and, and scanned it. And they, they, they the and stores hate it. that. The stores I, hate that. And I got it. There's one store around here that will not <laughs> so do great. it. They just will not do it. Because really? they want that data so badly. They do. And it's they interesting. Really of course, do. you probably, if I can guess, probably paid with a credit card, which means it yes. is being part of any tree, right? Like somebody does have it, but just not yeah. them. Right. Uh, but it's just like, right. we're just so used to it now. Yeah, um, or, You know. Um, I usually, I, I, if I'm in line behind a person like you, Pat, I just, I just use mine. Oh, yeah, just give them, yeah, here. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you want to help. Um, uh, Plus, it screws in, in, up their data on me. Yeah, exactly. True. Exactly. Hey, Jeffy, you look like a guy who really likes salad. <laughs> <laughs> Is this right? Oh, no, somebody's in front of me buying salad. Let me rephrase that. Oh, somebody's okay. in front of me buying salad. No. <laughs> um the data, though, is very valuable. We just told you that uh, Google had $79 billion in revenue. Listen to this. Apple um, has decided uh, they've now been you know, going through their earnings. Tim Cook wanted to um, make the Windy City its new, uh, uh, of course, Chicago, his new corporate uh, headquarters. Technology companies have grown so large that they surpassed the economic values of major cities. According to data from Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, who chose company market capitalizations and um, um, uh, metropolitan gross domestic product as his comparative basis. At current levels, Apple's market capitalization is $803 billion. Chicago, $581 billion. Not even close. <laughs> Not even close. Um, Apple mm-hmm. isn't the only uh, Silicon Valley notable to top Chicago. Google, six... And I will never, mm. ever, <coughs> ever call them Alphabet Inc., Ever. No. Ever. Ever. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They're Google. They're going to be Google forever. I don't care what they do. It's like, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm like that with the stadiums. You know, how like, uh, I'm like one of those guys who are like, I, this is called Joe Robbie Stadium. Gosh darn it. I'm never changing it. I'm that guy. I do not. It is not Alphabet Inc. It's, I don't know mm. what bothers. There's something about that name that bothers me so much. It's stupid. It's That's so what bothers dumb. me. And especially when you're, you've been Google for 20 years, now you're Alphabet City or whatever. I, that's a Prince song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why? Mm. It doesn't even make sense. It does not. Uh, real quick, before we leave uh, the, uh, and, and take a break, we've got spoons coming up in just a second, but we have the fastest electric car in the world. Uh, we're talking about technology. It so goes 0 to go. 938 miles an hour in, in point wow, you're one gonna, second. You're going to really be let down here, Pat. One really second. let down by this. Uh, here it is. Uh, it can incredible. reach up to 194 miles per hour. Watch. All right. Look at that noise. It's a weird noise. Would that be frightening? That's scary. Yeah. The Neo EP9 electric car drove a 6.45.9 laps time. Germany's uh, Nürburgring tack, track. And uh, here it goes. It's faster than any production car. I tell you, I mean, by, mm. by experience uh, driving the ridiculous Tesla they brought over here, uh, electric cars have no problem going fast. Uh, they go right. really fast. Yeah, this is a very famous track. 
where they te- they test a lot of these uh, ridiculous cars. Huh. Car makers treat their speed trials as uh, badges of honor. EP9 has a top speed of 194 miles per hour, which they can't match the top, the top speeds uh, right now, at least of uh, some of some of the other cars. But only ten of them are expected to be built. But the acceleration they can match any car. How about we you name it something other than EP9? Oh, wow. I, I know. One point four million. Price tag million. one million four hundred eighty thousand. Uh, that's amazing. Although I'll say that looks like it's, like, it's an electric McLaren. Like so it goes 194 miles an hour. How quickly? Um, well, as you said, it's what zero to 900 miles an hour in one second. It's point one. Point one. Yeah. So that's I guess it would probably be like point zero three seconds. I don't know. Okay. I have to, you have to break that out. I don't know. You brought that fact to the table, Pat. I'm not sure about it. Uh, let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. Another spoons. I don't know if I can do how much more of this healthy spoon stuff I can do. I can't do any more. Maybe before vacation we do one more classic spoons oh. episode. Yes, please. You know, just maybe even two. Maybe or maybe five. You yeah. know, maybe. Mm-hmm. What a horrible movie. Uh, yeah, no, we, we were just talking about Spaceballs, uh, the classic Hello. Mel Brooks, Brooks uh, thing. And, and really, there's a lot of it that does not hold up, though I still look at it fondly in my, in my history. Well, you were like a zygote when it came out. Yeah, I was. <laughs> so. uh, two things today for you. We have Trader Joe's Just Beats. Mm, uh, in case you were, you were like... I can't even pretend to say yay on that. Yay! What's interesting about like it? Like that? No. No. Mm-mm. It's also false advertising in that it says Just Beats with a splash of lemon. Well, then it's not just now, beets, is it? You, no, it's not. No. Uh, not at all. Now, the one interesting thing about this is I have talked to you before about Super Beets, which is a mm-hmm. product I enjoy. This is not that. This is definitely not that. because that Super Beets, they're, they're, they're like, you know, one thing you could, you know, you could talk about it. And I'm like, can I say that it doesn't taste like beets? Is that bad? Uh, and they're like, no, I don't care. That's why we put cherry in it. Uh, so that tastes like cherry. Oh man, just opening it up, I can smell it. Oh no, does it, it smell beets? It smells beady? so good. Oh, okay, does it well, smell beets? It looks kind of like grape juice. Does. Mm-hmm. Don't bother filling that up very far, because <laughs> uh, not much of it is going to be going down my gullet. All yeah, right, there's a beet phenomenon out there. Now I will say this. Uh, I know what is this? I don't know. Beet thing. Because anyway. beets are good for you. Beets Weird. are beet. Yeah, but they're gross. Beets are good they're for you. Sick. Oh, good God! It smells oh, like it dirt. Bad? Mm, now, it's really? interesting because you look at this. We've had some other horrible. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you can do it. This is a show, and we we it's a taste I, test. I, I don't, don't that. think I can. Drink. I you can know, do it. Yeah. Now, don't think I can drink it. In case you know. haven't been following the show for the past couple smell weeks, it. smell it. No, Jake. I already did. Stick your nose. Stick your fat freaking nose directly in it and take a big whiff. Just drink it in, man. Does that not? Oh, about, does that smell good? Does that not gag? Oh, an you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of uh, where I take my trash. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. in case you have not been following the show, uh, Jeffy a couple weeks ago said uh, he was going to lose all this weight. Which, uh, he's lost some, right? How much? Yeah, I have lost some. How much have well, you lost? Like 16, 15? Okay. 15, 16. 15. So, good. for those in the know who were listening last week, last week it was 21. 20. Yeah. He's already yeah, gained, lost. This, 
He's already this, gained back five freaking this pounds. This past weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, killed me. Although I've been you fighting have, back to all be this fair, week. it's Wednesday, and you have not advanced from Sunday. No, I have not, so it's done. So, and to be I'm fair. I'm going to 18 to 18. Like, it was the 18-day challenge, so mm-hmm. tomorrow's day 18. Maybe you know, I'll starve myself and to, tonight. And to be fair, 18. in the same time period, I've gained about 3,900 <laughs> Yeah, I haven't lost much. I think so, I've lost five. Have you really? Yeah, five. That's not good. I mean, I've tried to. It's good though. Just, yeah, it is uh, good. See, I, remember I was telling you what the thing is is that look. No, don't. I hate when he gives me lessons. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much. I hate it when he tries to give us lessons about it. That's right? Not, it just drives me crazy. You know why? Because he's trying to help. So stupid. Who is he to just try to tell to us anything? <laughs> we're That's basically at Adonis. We're, we're <laughs> Adonis twins. Okay, we got to try this stuff because we're going. Right. Cause, I, anyway, I, that's I, why we're trying bad products instead of good ones because Jeffy wanted to be healthy. So here we go. Pat? Good gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> that was really real. Oh. Let me try one here. Here we go. This is uh, beet juice. Mm. At least it's not thick like some of these juices oh. we've tried. Oh, thank heaven, because uh, that would cheese me. That's not bad. Not bad. That's better than I thought. Really? Oh, oh that's no. a one to me. In fact, it's about a zero. But since we go one to eighteen, I'm going to give it a one. Oh, better than it. A one. <laughs> that's gross. And the, the I don't get one. the splash yeah. of, of lemon the second at one. all. At all. That's just say, beets. The, the fir- second one Ick. was not good. I will give the Oof. first when the it first touched my tongue. It was okay, <coughs> bad but okay. <coughs> then there's that beet, that weird beet aftertaste, man. That's the second one was not good. I don't now know how people eat beets. I'm much more like excited about these are Brad's um, air crisped, never baked or fried veggie chips. Okay, and these it's are sweet, sweet potato, potato flavored, so they got to be, you know. They, and these actually smell pretty, pretty good. good. I don't they think do they smell look good. very good. They don't look. Do you very have some, Jeffy? Yes, I do. Right. They look kind of like crackers. Go. They got some seeds on there. Uh, give it a whirl. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It, it's a brown substance. Mm. I mean, mm. way better than the juice. It doesn't mix but, well with the beet juice. No, but not good. The texture's not good. And again, the, the aftertaste is not good. Oh, man. I have had you, veggie chips that I actually like. Why would you go out of your way to buy purchases, product? I don't know, you know Brad's, I'm sorry, Brad. You know what? Some people, I'm sure, love you. That's a two. We do not. Yeah, that's a two. This is a one, and this is a two. Uh, Jeffy, this is your fault. I'm sick of this. This ends. This ends tomorrow. This This ends tomorrow. Tomorrow, Even though we have one more day left before vacation, we're not eating in this crap. Tomorrow I want Oreos. Uh Tomorrow I want soda. Tomorrow I want uh, I want uh, snacks. You know what I haven't tasted in a long time, and I forget what it tastes like? What? Because I haven't eaten it since, like, last night. Yeah. (laughs) How old were you last night? I don't know, 12. I'm, I was three years old last night. Oh, my God. Well, much and it was delicious. It's steak. Oh. I, I haven't had steak, so we're going to have steak tomorrow mm. on this program. I don't, I'm not going to agree with that <laughs> particular analysis, but I do want snacks. Uh, and I think we go back to normal. What do you think, Jeffy? Can we please go back to normal? Yes. yes. Uh, well, we could discuss foods. it further. Shut up. No, shut up. We're why not we, discussing we anything. Then. Shut up. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. There's a big Glenn segment of some sort, uh, you know, that's inevitable coming up here. These are terrible. Or uh, pet dog. This, this is, is dog sad. gross. This is dog sad. nasty. Okay, quick explanation as to why these Brad's so sweet gross, potato chips man. are so gross. <laughs> Number one, it's yams. 
not sweet potatoes. And I know they're close to the same I don't, thing. I don't, I don't know if there's care. a difference, but they're anyway. They are. Trust me, because I just ate some. Then there's also in here carrots, flaxseed, buckwheat, and apple. Now, I didn't taste any what? apple in there. I, I, all I know is it sucked. It's buckwheat? I didn't know Spanky and our gang figured into this. Yeah. Anyway, here's a, a uh, Glenn segment of some sort that you're going to love. <laughs> I don't know who's um, got more to lose here, um, Ann Coulter or Donald Trump, but Ann Coulter uh, wrote the book In Trump We Trust, and she's now saying this president could face impeachment, and she has been not softening her position, uh, seemingly reversing her position in many ways on uh, Donald Trump. Leon? Yeah, she's, um, you know, she's uh, obviously kind of burst onto the scene with a book about the Clinton impeachment, you know, uh, back in the 90s. So she's kind of maybe more read up on impeachment than a lot of people are. And she understands, I think, better than a lot of people do, that impeachment is essentially a political issue rather than a legal mm-hmm. one. I mean, there's a, there's a reason that literally no one has been removed from office in the entire history of the republic, and that's just because presidents tend to have political constituencies. And it's, it's quite, I mean, it's quite a wide, high crimes, what the hell is high crime? Treason to misdemeanor. <laughs> so, I mean, high crimes and misdemeanors. I, yeah. I don't know if I can commit a felony and walk through that donut <laughs> hole, or if I get the, I mean, but, you know, jaywalking to treason. <laughs> Right. is the standard. So her, her point, though, is, and I think that it's basically a sound one from a political perspective, is look, all of the Democrats wanted to get rid of Trump on day one. So he starts in the whole 50 senators, you know, and however many representatives. They, they would vote to impeach him today. I don't care what they say. If they believe they could get away with it and it yeah. could happen, they would do it. They're poll testing. So, right. so what her point is, is, listen, if Trump does Do you does know a, that for a fact? Huh? That they're poll testing? Oh, yeah, it? they're poll testing. Oh, no, they're, they're, I'm sorry. They're, they're planning to poll test it. They, they, they've already outlined the plans to do so. So they're going to go. Which it. party is doing that? The Democrats. <laughs> the Democrats. <laughs> Could be the Republicans. I, I don't know. So, so the way Trump survives is he's got to keep at least, you know, half the Republicans happy, you know. And so, so her point is he's got to start delivering on some of these promises. Because if he doesn't maintain his political base, the legal, all the illegal stuff we argue about is not going to matter. And, and that's the truth. The, the one guy who came close to being removed was Andrew Johnson. And it wasn't a leak. The legal thing was, you know, basically it was just everybody hated him and didn't want him to be president anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the danger, I think, for Trump that, that, that he falls into is, is, and look, he likes to pretend, his supporters pretend, look, all these, his approval ratings, they don't matter. To a certain extent, yeah. But you get down in that 2025 area, it does start to matter. It does. I mean, it starts to get to the point where people, members of Congress, don't feel scared to cross you. And that's a dangerous position for him to be in. L? I think it's kind of concerning how the like impeachment has become this kind of knee-jerk reaction to anything that the president does that you don't like. From the left end kind of seems like the right now. I mean, it's it's a it's a long process. It's not supposed to be easy because just kind of overturning the government that's not good for the country and impeachment is not going to be good for the nation. So, I mean, we have a lot of we have a lot of kind of gossip, a lot of unconfirmed sources, but it seems like too many people are just rushing to judgment and saying, well, impeachment would be the best solution for this. And it's like, that, um, that just seems like it would get messy and um, they don't have the evidence to back the, up those claims yet. It would really be um, saying something that it took us 100 years or more in between the last two impeachments 
and it's two presidents in between these two if, if he was impeached. And it also is, uh, it, it proves out your point that it is political when Barack Obama was doing all kinds of stuff. You know, the, just the IRS scandal alone, the, the gun running yeah. of uh, Fast and Furious. I mean, those are, those are actual crimes. Yeah. Uh, and nobody had the balls to say anything. I mean, his constituency was tight. The media wouldn't report it, so they've got that whole, the whole story gets right. covered up. I don't think it was people weren't, didn't have the balls to do it. They didn't have the, the voice. They didn't have the, they didn't have the media to amplify their voice about it. Can I tell you something? That's, you know, Bill O'Reilly's going to be on with me on Friday again on radio. I mean, that is, look at Fox. Look at where Fox is. Third in prime time? Third? The, the voice, and, and part of me is kind of happy because, I mean, that's not the voice of con- the conservative, um, classic liberal, you know, the freedom-loving. That's the GOP voice. Um, but, boy, you get rid of Fox, there's nothing left. There's nothing big left at all. And I think we're close to losing it. Um, let's, um, let's take a look at... Um, Let's take a look at North Korea. Caleb. Yeah, so North Korea, um, you remember they had their 10th um, ballistic missile test launch this past Sunday. Their 10th since Trump got inaugurated. Well, they're now saying because it was another successful one, they're ready to start mass producing these missiles. So I've been wondering, and Jason's not here. When's Jason get back? Tomorrow? Uh, Thursday. 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 Um, I've been wondering, where's the red line here? Where, where is the line? Because I thought the line was a missile test, and they've had several. Now they're mass producing. And the other story is, is that it looks like we have some pretty rock-solid evidence that they were behind the ransomware yeah, cyber attack. There's a security company called uh, Somatic, and they have good, hard evidence that North Korea was behind that ransomware attack. So North Korea is now on the verge of mass producing these uh, uh, medium-range ballistic missiles. They're behind this massive cyber attack. Where's What's, the line? Where's the line? The what line is the line? always move, though. I mean, that's, that's the beauty, the genius of Kim Jong-un, or Kim Jong-il, and even the grandfather, where they just push, push, push. As yep. long as they do it right, they move the line. But what mm-hmm. we were so concerned about, look, I'm not suggesting we go to war. I don't want to go to war. Um, not, North Korea is a whole different mess. I mean, that's... that's, that's possibly global war. That's possibly the beginning of World War III. Uh, So I don't want anything to do with that. But, you know, Trump had set this up to where your word has to mean something. Now, he never drew a line in the sand like Obama did in Syria, but he made it pretty clear that we were done messing around and it had something to do with missile tests. Here's not only missile tests, missile production and a cyber hack on 150 countries. That's using our software. And if those are, those are both real acts of war. The cyber attack is an act of war. And if you remember, the missile test from not this past Sunday, but the week before that was the long-range one. Right. If our, if our intelligence agencies are correct, might be able to hit U.S. military bases in the Pacific Ocean. So now... So, and that test had specifically to do with could they mount 
on top of it uh, and get something a warhead that would do it. Yeah, that, that would get that, into that the range of the United States. Yeah, so North Korea says we can reach your your military bases in the Pacific. Our intelligence community hasn't confirmed that yet, but they, they believe so. Yeah. Yeah, they believe it's accurate. Yeah. They don't. They haven't confirmed it. Yeah. So it's it's war no matter what. Then I mean, if if it is accurate. No, yeah. I, I think that I think that Glenn has hit on the key thing is that North Korea is the reality is it's an insoluble strategic problem and has been ever since Truman sacked MacArthur, which touched off on one of the major constitutional crises in this country's history. I mean, there was almost the country was almost ready to anoint MacArthur as president when mm-hmm. that happened because he was so popular, and you know it took you know, basically a major calming down period and some explanation. Look, we can't, you can't continue, you can't press across this parallel without risking global war. It can't be done. And uh, I don't know that anybody is, you have to, whatever the consideration is, if you're ready to do that and go into war, that's the risk you have to accept. We are in truly with North Korea, especially since Russia last week stepped up to the plate and said, back off of North Korea. You gotta remember, Russia was very instrumental in propping up North Korea and helping. It was China and Russia. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they, they're, they've already chosen sides. So in Russia coming into it, what, we're in another Cold War. Meanwhile, the USS Ronald Reagan was uh, in war games off the coast of Japan, and now they're headed toward Korea. And the, the last time we heard that the two aircraft carriers were there, it turned out not to be exactly accurate, but it looks <laughs> like now they both are. It goes back to that, that scholar that we're watching the Cuban Missile Crisis in slow motion. Slow motion. 